let us pray. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and reveals through us the sweet aroma of his knowledge in every place. 2 Corinthians 2.14 Dear Lord, we come to you with grateful hearts, acknowledging our victory in you. Thank you that you always lead us in triumphal procession and through us spread the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. As we journey through this life, we ask that you guide us in your ways, using us as vessels to spread the beautiful fragrance of your love, grace, and truth. May our lives be a living testament to our victory in Jesus, and may our words and actions point others to him. Help us, O Lord, to remain faithful and diligent in our walk with you, even when faced with challenges or adversities. In every situation, remind us of the triumph we possess through Christ and the power of your love that overcomes the world. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Stay tuned now for another episode of Stories of the Messiah with Rabbi Schneider. Situated on opposing hills with a valley in between, the Israelites and the Philistines prepared for an impending clash. Blackened clouds obscured the sun, casting a somber shroud over the battlefield. Israel stood ready to defend their homeland from the Philistines, encamped at their doorstep. This was a critical juncture, Israel's last line of defense before an invasion. The fatigue of war had already crept in. Both sides were battle-worn and weary. The Philistines were bent on enslaving the Israelites. King Saul stood with his men arrayed behind him. His gaze was fixated across the divide, where the Philistine army stirred, making room for an emerging figure. With each step, the earth seemed to shudder, provoking gasps of astonishment from Saul's men. A beast-like man emerged from the Philistines. He dwarfed the others. His chest was a mountain of muscle, his arms like stones, and his legs as thick as oak trees. Goliath, the champion of the Philistines and titan of Gath, cast a long shadow over the valley. A defiant smile glinted beneath his helmet as he looked at the Israelites. He was like a ravenous wolf. King Saul! He shouted with a voice that seemed capable of splitting the earth. I stand for the Philistines as their champion. Select a man brave enough to fight me. If he bests me, the Philistines will be your servants. Yet, should I crush him, you Israelites will grovel before us like the dogs you are! The Philistines rallied behind Goliath, their rhythmical pounding on shields intensifying. Saul, perspiration dotting his brow, felt the dread settling over Israel. Goliath's challenge echoed daily for 40 days, invading the Israelite camp, his voice a tormenting specter haunting Saul's dreams. The Israelite soldiers were immobilized by fear. Nobody, not even the king, dared challenge him. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Stories of the Messiah podcast. I'm Rabbi Kurt Schneider, here to guide you through some of the most iconic stories ever told. 
If this podcast has blessed you thus far, please take a moment to leave a comment and review. Doing so will make sure others discover these life-changing stories. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to hear the Bible come to life and make prayer a priority in your walk with God. This season of Stories of the Messiah is called Jesus the Greater. We have been traversing through the peaks and valleys of the Bible's most famous characters. These people's lives were marked with tragedy, triumph, faith, and failure. These heroes ultimately point us toward the greatest hero of all, Jesus. Thus far, we've explored the stories of Adam, Cain, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, and Boaz. Out of all these heroes, it's hard to think of a more famous one than David. David's story of courage in the face of terror has inspired people throughout the generations to have faith and face their fears. Yet for all David's victories, his life was but a shadow of something greater. We will unpack that together here. Let's immerse ourselves now in the most iconic battle in the Bible, David versus Goliath. Weeks into the standoff between Goliath and the armies of Saul, David prepared food for his brothers, who were soldiers under Saul. At daybreak, he loaded his donkey and set off for the base. As he approached, he heard a strange sound echoing from the battlefield. He climbed a rock for a vantage point and saw the giant cursing God and mocking Saul's armies. David looked at the Israelite army. They were all cowering in fear. David's jaw tightened as he mulled over Goliath's blasphemous words. A divine rage ignited within him. Who is this Philistine to dare insult the armies of Israel and the living God? David murmured. Saul and his men retreated to camp once again, refusing to challenge Goliath. David darted towards Saul's tent. Without formal invitation, David burst in and knelt before the king, boldly declaring, Don't let anyone lose heart because of this giant. I will confront him. Saul and his men suppressed their laughter at the shepherd boy. Saul helped David to his feet, saying, You can't go against him, you're just a boy, and he has been a warrior since his youth. David grinned, his eyes shimmering with determination and hope. As you know, I shepherd my father's flock. Whenever a lion or a bear took a lamb, I would chase it down and kill it. I've rescued sheep from the lion's jaws. I have slain them. This Philistine will be just like them, as he has defied the flock of God. The room fell silent, faces tense, David said. The Lord has saved me from the lion and the bear. He'll save me from this giant too. Saul looked at David thoughtfully, but perhaps this youth bore God's favor. David held his breath, awaiting Saul's verdict. Saul finally spoke. Go. May the Lord be with you. David collected his shepherd's staff and left. David picked five smooth stones at a nearby street, tucking them into his pouch as he prayed for God's blessing. His staff and sling were his weapons, and faith was his only armor. Yet David advanced confidently onto the battlefield where Goliath waited. Goliath looked down at David and scoffed. Am I a dog that you come to me with a stink? Come, and I will feed your flesh to the birds and beasts. David returned Goliath's scornful gaze. You rely on sword and spear, but I'd face you in the name of the Lord of heaven and earth. David's heartbeat intensified, and he raised his staff towards Goliath with defiant strength. It is my God you've challenged, Goliath, not I. Today the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Your head will roll off your shoulders, and the world will know God fights for us. Enraged, Goliath charged at David. As the giant thundered towards him, 
David calmly readied his sling, a single stone nestled within. He had but one opportunity to land the stone. David readied the sling and began to swing it behind him. He took a deep breath and peered at the galloping Goliath. David swiveled his hips and released the stone. It whistled through the air, striking Goliath's forehead. The impact interrupted the giant's momentum and he crumpled to the ground. Without delay, David swiftly approached the fallen Philistine, grabbed his sword and swung downward at his neck, instantly decapitating the giant. Holding up Goliath's head, he showed it to the stunned Philistines. Goliath was defeated by a shepherd empowered by God. The victorious roar of the Israelite soldiers filled the air as they charged the Philistines. David joined his brethren, fighting bravely. David's triumph brought liberation to all of Israel. His courage and faith symbolized a deeper narrative in Israel, the story of a shepherd willing to risk his life to protect his sheep, to confront lions, giants, and armies to guide his flock to safety and abundance. David's bravery reflected God's shepherding heart towards Israel. In the coming years, God would use David to guide his flock towards prosperity and security. In the future from Bethlehem, God would send another shepherd, one who would conquer the ultimate foe, death itself. This clash between the giant and the shepherd is famous for a reason. It speaks to the underdog in all of us who want to stand up to life's challenges. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are determined to get to the heart of the matter. And I fear that the story of David and Goliath has lost its meaning over time. The story has been misunderstood by pop culture and Sunday school theology. As much as we'd like to think we are like David, we aren't. This story is an image of something greater going on. Goliath represents sin, death, and destruction. He is an archetype for the evil that wants to oppress our souls. Much like Saul and the armies of Israel, we feel hopeless and paralyzed to do anything. We are not like David. We are not the heroes of this story. We are ineffective in the face of Goliath. The giants in our life loom over us with menacing power. Like Saul and Israel, we require a brave champion, a good shepherd, someone who will run toward evil instead of run from it. David was the champion to face Goliath, but who is the champion to face our sin? Let's dive into the story of Jesus right before he is taken to be tried, beaten, and crucified. Death pursues Jesus. Will he flee or will he fight? Let's find out now. The brook Kidron flowed downward from the Temple Mount. The water was stained crimson from the blood of animal sacrifices. Jesus looked down at the brook, seeing his reflection in the red ripples. It was time for him to be the sacrifice now. An enemy awaited him on the mountain of Calvary. On the other side of the brook, a band of soldiers and officers from the chief priests marched with torches and swords. They had come for him. They intended to drag him away to be tried, flogged, and crucified. But the Son of God didn't flinch. He set his will like a flint and stepped over the crimson brook towards his enemies. Their swords glimmered in the torchlight, but Jesus was unfazed. They thought they had come to capture him, but they were at the mercy of Jesus. Judas appeared from them like a wolf, sauntering out of its den. The wolf and the lamb stood yards away from each other. Hiding the cowardice beneath an insincere smile, Judas approached his master and greeted him. Hello, Rabbi, he said. 
Then he gave Jesus a single kiss. It was the signal for the soldiers to attack, but they refrained. Jesus looked over Judas's shoulder. Whom do you seek? He asked the soldiers. Jesus of Nazareth, they answered with their hands gripping their swords. I am he, he answered. And as he did, something stirred among the heavens and the earth. Thunder rumbled, lightning streaked across the sky, and the mighty winds of God bellowed against the soldiers with ferocity, pushing the men off their feet and onto their backs. Jesus knew he was being sent to slaughter, but he would not be taken as a victim. No, he was the victor. He allowed himself to be bound and taken to the cross. He was determined to face the giant of sin, death, and shame. Jesus and David are connected on many different levels. First, Jesus is a direct descendant of David from the tribe of Judah. God made a covenant with David that the ultimate king would come through his lineage. Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. Secondly, the brook, Kidron, that Jesus crossed to go toward his enemies, was the same brook that David crossed to run away from his enemies. David, as heroic as he was, failed in many ways. He was a great hero, but his life was also marked by scandal and moments of cowardice. But where David failed, Jesus succeeded. Jesus ran toward his betrayers and fearlessly pursued the enemy. Lastly, David's story points to Jesus' ultimate victory over sin, death, and destruction. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 tells us that God leads us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Romans 8 declares that we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. David may have defeated Goliath, but he could not conquer his sin. But Jesus was victorious over sin. In this way, we have an assurance that Jesus is the greater David. Join us next time as we explore the story of the tortured philosopher and king, Solomon. The son of David was heralded as the wisest man ever to live. He was responsible for building the temple of God. But for all of Solomon's wisdom, darkness constantly crept at the doorpost of his heart. Stay tuned for the next episode to learn how Jesus is the greater Solomon. Explore more about Jesus in the Old Testament at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Also consider checking out my recent book, Messianic Prophecy Revealed, Seeing Messiah in the Pages of the Hebrew Bible. You can get your hands on it via my website. If this podcast impacted you, please take a moment to leave a comment and review. Doing so will make sure others discover these life-changing stories. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new ways.